0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their view in history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all decide who has better taste. My name is Hugh Dempsey, I am joined by the one and only Sam, Mr. TikTok Blakely. Hello Sam.
1: <laughs> wow, back with an oomph there Hugh, it's a pleasure, pleasure to be back.
0: Hello, we're Hello back listeners. You. We, we had a bit back. of a, we had a break didn't we, we had, we had holidays, birthdays, lazy days, all the sorts whole of days about, yeah, absolutely work days
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. but we are back you'll be excited to know we're back in your podcast
0: feed everybody we're back once again with the renegade master here we are we're back aren't we yay holiday so did you have a nice time off been lovely as you
1: know it was my birthday as part of that we had a good old night round York and Leeds and. Uh, did yeah, it's just been, it's been a pleasant time. And as you alluded to in my introduction, we have joined the TikTok as yeah. a podcast. And I'll tell you That's what we it. haven't... Make this us sound older by saying the TikTok. The tickety And we yeah. haven't had, we've had like 10 times as much engagements in three days as we've ever had on the Twitters and the Instagrams. i yeah. really... I think I'll just not bother with with Twitter unless it's the odd tweet here, advertising the show, getting in touch with people. Uh, you know, a good friend Dakota, for example. You've but yeah, I mean TikTok it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a, it's a, just a weird thing. It's just something that gets seen a lot. Turns out people, you know, like I've put on already about twenty videos in the last few days, just all different clips of films and comments and mm, questions and mm. all this kind of thing. And I thought, okay, one or two of these, I'm going to make a bit, not clickbait, but I'm going to be very aware that I want people to click on this thumbnail. One of them starts with a topless photo of Ryan Gosling, for God's sake. That's had about four views. But the ones of people pouring beer have thousands of views and likes. It's a really bizarre platform. You and seem to have found the niche, though. I really like it. I, I really do because... You poured yourself through, into it, haven't you, Sam? I scroll through um, like Facebook videos <laughs> quite a lot, which I think yeah. are mostly from TikTok stuff, probably. You Lots, know, they're just yeah. like... 30 seconds 60 second things from a million different areas and you know my my algorithm doesn't have teenagers doing weird dances thankfully uh you know you you just you just follow and like the things that you like and those are the things that crop up and i quite like the challenge you know get a 30 second clip of a film and put some music to it and ask an interesting question and yeah really i'm into it i'm all about that tiktok life you I know. So listen to mm-hmm. us out on TikTok at Please Watch Pod for some dank content. <laughs> 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 Which is what the
0: kids of seven years ago were saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, Hey, you're the one who works with teenagers all day. You should be well up on all the terms, Sam. So. Yeah, you'd be surprised they don't really talk to me about this sort of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but you keep conversations. You must hear some interesting conversations. Oh, I don't right? talk to them. I don't talk to them. <laughs> Just do yeah, the you fucking work. <laughs> you don't listen. Fair, no, enough. fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's that's what Sam's been up to for the last... But i tell you what, i tell you what. How many weeks I, has it
1: been, Sam, since six we Six weeks, I want to say, something like that. It's been it's been longer than I thought. It's been six weeks. <laughs> it's. I mean, maybe it's been four weeks. I really don't know, but it's been longer than I thought. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I had a bit of a, t- of a gap of not really watching films as well for about three weeks I think maybe just my brain was a bit busy and I just couldn't sit down and watch a film and I yeah. tried starting a few a few times and just turned it off after five minutes but this yeah. week I've just been watching basically a film a day on average and getting out to the cinema uh, went mm. to see Nicolas Cage's new film The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent I, uh, our listener I urge you to go and watch it, it is really fantastic uh, do you
0: know much about it Hugh? Um, isn't it Nick Cage starring alongside himself or something he's playing isn't himself it? yeah he's playing yeah Nick he's Cage. playing oh yeah he's playing Nick Cage in a film isn't he but it's like one of these heightened versions of Nick Cage or something yeah you know, it's like very meta get, and, and yeah. so
1: on but honestly just I just absolutely loved it and he really is Kind of becoming the internet's boyfriend in a kind of Keanu Reeves way, in that in the sense that I've looked at interviews with him and Reddit asked me anything, and just every answer he asks to a question is just filled with such love and wisdom and kind of knowingness. It's it's really really wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I love the film. It's really genuinely funny, uh, yeah. and if you like Nick Cage films, then you'll have a real soft spot because it's very well. nostalgic about his career
0: well we do love Nick Cage films here at the please And this I'll just give you a softball of a segue, Hugh we're out of practice with, uh,
1: with links and segues, here we knocking go knocking this one that one's <laughs> clearing the fences Sam in a,
0: you know in a softball baseball metaphor yeah. so yeah <laughs> so yeah, that leads me nicely onto this week's film. Uh, so we're doing 1996 Michael Bay's director, uh, directed Ethan, um, The Rock, starring Sean Connery and Nick Cage. Basically. Ed Harris. Ed Harris is there. All those men who you go, oh, I've seen him before. What's he <laughs> yeah. in? Yeah, there's a load of those guys in it. Um, yeah. The, that's Action movie you, fodder, guys. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the
1: Rock. Uh, you know, I do love Nick Cage, and I've seen a lot of his films, but this
0: one somehow passed me by. Have you um, had you seen? You'd seen two Face Off, hadn't you? Oh, a million times. Yeah. So, so times. how did you see Face off. off a million times? No. Now we've. I have learned to not movie shame people here. On please that's watch the, this.
1: This is the please watch this, this
0: is this is the crazy. safe safe movie non shaming yeah. space. So I'm not going to be like, how did you miss this? But I am curious legitimately how did you miss this, you miss this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah because yeah. because you saw because you knew face off so well and you probably watched. Con- have you so have you seen conair i've seen, seen conair but only once yeah. you've only seen conair once right? right so you've seen conair you, you know, put the bunny back in the box <laughs> <laughs> you know you've seen i think that's what he says um uh, i'll put the bunny down or something uh, you've seen conair i assume you've seen face off so they came out about a year or two years after this, so I think mm. Conair came out in ninety seven, Face Off ninety eight, uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Obviously, I don't think you would have watched that when you were seven or eight no. years old. <laughs> but that <laughs> you know came what out I around the time. I
1: haven't seen. Oh wait, no, yeah, I haven't seen Leaving Las Vegas. I, don't I have think seen Snake I, Eyes. To be and seen I don't think Disney I've Arizona seen it. All those. That I mean, but, that's his Oscar. That's the one he won the Oscar for. There's yeah, a good, there's a good moment in Brooklyn Nine Nine where Jake is in, uh, he's in. He's in He's in like lockdown with Kevin Cosner who is a very serious academic, and all they've got is loads of Nicolas Cage uh, DVDs, and he kind of wins... Kevin Cosner around to enjoying it and and at the end of their two or three day isolation he says oh there's only one we didn't watch which was Leaving Las Vegas and he describes it and it's like oh this is the one where he won the Oscar and it's about a man dealing with alcoholism etc etc and Kevin gets really annoyed that like that was that was the one that they could have watched you know and Captain yeah. Carrelli's Mandolin as well <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I mean so yeah you know you've got uh, Leaving Las Vegas obviously I don't expect you have seen that but I know I think you've seen nine mill eight sorry eight millimetre uh, have you seen I don't it a have. No. You've I've not seen it in 60 millimeter. seconds a million times. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just.
1: And we've had this discussion before. When it it's just whatever
0: came into the house. It's basically.
1: what VHS has you had at the time. And also, I yeah. do think there's a sort of like. um I guess maybe this is part of the Boring Bland Man film sort of thing, where there is a bit of a difference in the films we had and didn't have. So, like, we didn't... the cool Like, the cool guy army things we had were always much camper and sillier, like Commando, and very, yeah. and basically not Michael Bay films. So I only saw Independence Day once, I think. Um, Bad Boys once. Not a Michael, know, Bay once. Michael Bay films. Oh, is, sorry, Bad Roland Boys Emmerich. Is, yeah, bit, but yeah. Yeah, Bad, Bay, of, Bad know, Boys is a... a Roland is Emmerich a Michael and Michael film. Bay, sort of in that kind of, like, you know... A yeah. Man, film explosion, he kind of, kind of <laughs> disaster film, and we just didn't yeah. really have many of those around. But face off is different. It was that, was face off Ang Lee or something. Who was that? I forget who did oh, face off. No,
0: what's is it? The guy who did Mission Impossible two. Um, completely. Oh, forgot I'll it. Google it and we'll get back to it. But yeah. but just 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 so I just want to so I I just want to. This needs to be mentioned. I feel right. So just to show just how amazing Nick Cage was at this period of time, right? So in like this, in the, so between, so for when he, so he made Leaving Las Vegas in 95. The next film he made was The Rock. The next film after that was Con Air. The next film after that, so that was 97 as well, was Face Off. He then ruins it. And I mean ruins it by doing that shit film, City of Angels. And if he hadn't done that, he would have then done Snake Eyes and 8mm. Yeah. And then it would have failed on a film called Bring Out the Dead, which I've never seen or heard of. And then it was gone in 60 seconds. So if it hadn't been for uh, Bring Out the Dead and City of Angels, he would have had, what, one, two, three, four, five... Six bangers in a row. Yeah, quite a run,
1: and he, and he, that's what he's he's so loved for, and and what really comes across in that film, the unbearable wit of massive talent, is the love that people have for him, but also he's kind of knowingness about it. And also he's, he's very cine-literate. He's somebody who really likes kind of classic cinema. When you see him in interviews, mm. he'll, he'll often bring up classic cinema by directors I haven't even heard of and filmmakers I haven't even heard of, but he just has these references.
0: Is he a student of the game, Sam?
1: He absolutely is a student of the game, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he's just amazing. About that. And it's so amazing that he's like that, but he makes these films as opposed to, you know, sort of thoughtful French films. Yeah. And... Um, I completely forget. It was someone incredibly um, incredibly influential, somebody like a Martin Scorsese or somebody like that who said he's the he's he's the only actor in the last 80 years who's added to the craft of acting with his what they call nouveau-shamanic uh, style of acting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. led to the whole community episode some, where Ahmed some... wants to figure out Nick Cage, good <laughs> or bad, you know. He can't, <laughs> like, sometimes he's good and sometimes he's bad and sometimes he's yeah. awful and sometimes he's amazing. Yeah. And he loses his mind trying to answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage got bad.
0: It is, is a good question, isn't it? It's still a solid, solid question. Mm. You know, he's... I think with Nick Cage, he can be both rubbish and great in almost yeah. the same scene sometimes.
1: Well, do you know, in watching Unbearable Way, I, I did think I would love to just spend the next... Three months um, devoting this episode, this, this podcast to Nick Cage films we haven't seen yet. I'm assuming you haven't seen Vampire's Kiss, and I'd love to start with that. And then I haven't no. seen Leaving Las Vegas, and, and all these films that we haven't seen. So I don't think I've seen, seen Leaving Las, Las Vegas, to be fair. I mean. No, no but this is a of Nicolas Cage podcast. I think there is a Nicolas Cage podcast, uh, at least somebody I follow on TikTok, is called. Cage Ridge podcast I believe we could, so always a Kay- we
0: could always have a Nick Cage month if you like but yeah, then he does and, and I know he had to pay a big he's had like a lot of bills he's had to pay mm. so in the last few years he's made all these films that have really shit. but he seems to have got back to being the great actor Nick Cage again I think in the it's last
1: all, few I think years. he's like I'm sure I think he's just paid off his debts now or something and so now yeah. he's free to do these kind of things but yeah he's yeah. right and, and there was a great um, interview with him in which he said look I took on these roles for money but I never phoned it in and he never did you know? It's always it, you always got Nick Cage in those films, not and, like and Bruce Willis. Not like Bruce Willis, he retired. you retired. Know, yeah, absolutely. And and um I still haven't seen Mandy or Pig, and yet I'm convinced they're going to be great. And I just yeah. don't get around to watching these amazing. You know, that's maybe. that's the that's the risky takes. You know, but every now and again he gets a Mandy or a Pig. The rest of the time he gets a forgettable film. That I can't
0: even. Uh, maybe you know, that's what we should do. Maybe we should do a month of those really shit Nick Cage films <laughs> and see if. You know, compare it against something like The Rock, or you know, um, like you said, uh, yeah. the unbearable weight of mass. What was it the unbearable weight of massive talent?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely urge
0: everyone to uh, to go and see it. So Sam, how did you? So so it was just you just didn't catch this film at the time because your um, it just wasn't just went into the house. Just never happened. Yeah, and, and then did certain. you avoid it because you thought again? Did you think it was boring, bland man film? Maybe there's oh. an element of that.
1: I think maybe there's an element, or, or just a case of, uh, you know, it's never going to be pushed to the front page of Netflix or Prime. So it just, I just don't even think about watching it. Perhaps. Yeah. Is it? Um, I mean, yeah. is this the second Sean Connery film we've done? Third. What's this? So we did. We uh, did. So last crusade. Um, oh yes, of Retreat course, October. last crusade. yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh,
0: Which, then. weirdly, in that film. In the last crusade he seems older than he does in this film which was done <laughs> seven years later or something like that and uh, you know he has a real he still has a real physical presence i feel in this film mm, uh, yeah. rather than just uh than our presence and it's great to see him so different i think uh in the two f- the two roles it, this may have been i think the last i think i probably watched last crusade first but I definitely remember this probably being the first Sean Connery film I saw.
1: So. Right. And for you, where does the the rock stand in the kind of pantheon of great action, cheesy nineties kind of stuff? Is it one of your favourites Well, eighties and Well, 90s it's period? funny,
0: you know how you say there's just some films that just never came to the house and you never saw mm. so I never saw True Lies until Right. And I still think I've seen only about half of it. Yeah. It's one of those films where everyone used to love it and talk about it and make out how great it was, but that never came into my orbit, so mm, yeah. I I do see it more it is in it is in that kind of eight nineties action flick. Obviously, you know, it's got echoes of other Michael Bay films like Bad Boys. Um I'm not sure what else he made during this period he's still he was probably quite young when he made this. Mm. Um you know, he's or he looked certainly looks young in the set photos. Um Yeah, I don't know what else
1: but, he made. Uh, yeah, I mean here, you've got I
0: suppose Bad Boys really. I suppose it's one of those where it's like, well, you've got to think of the um, the context of the time. So, I don't know if this came out before or after Independence Day. I think it came out after. I think it came out yeah, in, Yeah, that like was 95, the, I believe. Or was it 96? Oh, no, that was... Oh, 96, yeah,
1: because it's 20 years later, the, the next one. It was John Woo, by mm. the way, directed Face Off. I knew it was... Uh, That's it, John Woo. Yeah, so a yeah. martial arts kind of background. Yeah,
0: so it's sort of... I mean, I think this film's got more in common with, say a John Woo film than even some of Michael Bay's earlier stuff like, like Bad Boys Like, mm. I, I'll be honest I'm not a big fan of the first Bad Boys film I don't think it's very good I don't like the the um, you know they have to change identities I find it excruciatingly painful <laughs> quite frankly <laughs> I mean I've,
1: I've forgotten everything about Bad Boys to be honest I, I saw it once yeah. 20 years ago and I-
0: Kind of yeah, I think the second one's the best of the two films, actually, really? uh, of the three films. I've not seen the third one because I'd rather. Why would you? Uh, peel out my eyes with the biggest? Uh,
1: I mean, it got the you know biggest gross though of uh, 2020. <laughs> <got> points, uh, <laughs> yeah, two hundred million because um, it was the only film that came out. I mean, you yeah. beat Tenet <laughs> confusingly, but uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> what else? So, where does it sit? I don't know. It sits in the pantheon of great action movies from the 80s and 90s. It might be near the bottom, just because maybe it doesn't have that one action scene that you would... I remember, when I, w- I really struggled, actually, to pick out my favourite scene in this film, because it's sort of... It's a very frenetic film. It starts mm. quite frenetically. It doesn't really slow down. I mean, there's a whole scene... You could cut, you know, the bit where... Um, Stanley disarms the... or. Try, diffuses the like the is it the serin gas attack that they have oh, in the yeah, yeah. the lab from the the doll the doll that sent from um, you know you could you could cut all that out Do you know mm. you could you could literally have the bit where he's messing around with his friend in the lab doing like the dominoes and then you could you know have him being sat at home finding out about his wife being pregnant Do you know what I mean there's there's no need to have this whole five minute action scene of an already two hour film yeah. where he just shows his kind of cool and credentials and you know even though he's a bit of a nerd character he's also actually quite apt for this situation
1: oh, but maybe that's character to character establishment isn't it? Maybe yeah.
0: maybe, um, even the bit at the beginning when the general Hummel steals uh, you know the, 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 the toxic gas stuff, mm. even at that you're like oh um there's like a guy unnecessarily dies at that point. And you're Again, just
1: like, you're establishing the threat, aren't you? You're establishing what that stuff does. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's quite... I totally forgot that that scene existed. I was watching it <laughs> yesterday. I was like, I don't remember this bit. <laughs> I just thought it started sort of when he takes over Alcatraz at the very beginning and then they go to Stanley. And yeah, um, so yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to give us a bit it, of a synopsis just for anyone who's not seen the film for a while? Yeah. So I would say that... So for me... It's one of those films where, it's probably not like. Look, it's not Terminator Two. Let's, that very is probably the gold are. standard. Very few film, very few films are Terminator. Yeah, but that's the gold standard of like '90s action films, isn't it? Uh, and then I think obviously in the '90s you've also got the. I mean, the '90s are basically bookended by two great action films, aren't they? You've got, you've got, um, Terminator Two. Is it '91? 90, 90, I think, and then you've mm-hmm. got the Matrix. I think is it '98. '99, yeah. Yeah, 99, 98, 99. Um, yeah, 99, sorry. Um, so you've got these two films either side of the end of the decade that sort of change lots of things in this genre. But in the mid-90s, you had stuff like Speed, didn't you? That's a great... Mm-hmm. So that still holds up. That's still a great film. Yeah. You had Mission Impossible, the original Mission Impossible film with Tom Cruise in. Face Off. Uh, that's, you know, Brian De Palma directed that. Face Off... Con Air's there, you know, you know, you know. Uh, Nick Cage was in two of those big films in the nineties. Um, I'm sure there's someone's screaming at their uh, phone or <laughs> device or something now and saying, you know, this film. Why point you break? About? Of course. Yes, <laughs> we'll get him when he comes back in. <laughs> when he comes back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's all these sort of wonderful action films that sort of happened. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I, it, is, it is a great film. I can't, it is a great action film. It's maybe not a great film, but it is a great action film. It's 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 what you can achieve in your genre. I think mm. when you've got a person, you know, you know, cinema de. <laughs> as uh, I think Mark cohen said recently, you know, cinema de bay, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> unfilmed you know, de bay, yeah, yeah, unfilmed de bay. Yeah. I know it's that thing, isn't it? That uh, it's the whole. You know, Michael Bay is an auteur. It just happens that his auteur is loud, crashy, bang, smashy things. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's you not know, French, it's it's, it's uh, not the human smoking. condition. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot, but yeah. So, quick synopsis: So, you've got a rogue general who basically takes hostages on the prison of Alcatraz in uh, San Francisco. He, on the island, he brings with him these uh, deadly, this deadly nerve gas that they can put in rockets that can be aerosoled and threat, potentially threaten the entire city. His motivation for this is he believes that the the, the deny the soldiers who were killed in cover operations and they were killed and their their families weren't compensated. They were denied they were killed because they were covert and the U.S. had to deny them. And when his wife dies, he basically. Tries to blackmail the U.S. government into paying a hundred million dollars to him and the families of these uh, deceased soldiers. I think there's I think there's 83 in total, and he gets a cohort of loyal men and other uh, marines to that he's that he works with to carry out this action. He sets a deadline. Says if you don't do this in 40 hours, we're gonna send this over San Francisco. And what the government does is they recruit. Um, Nick Cage's character, who's a chemical weapons specialist, but he works in a lab for the FBI. They send in a team of uh, Navy SEALs, I think it is, but they also bring with them Sean Connery's character, who's called um, John Mason, who's a Man who's been in prison without trial for thirty years because he got caught trying to steal national secrets. He's a British national. He's basically there's he's basically old James Bond if James Bond went to prison, <laughs> essentially. And he's,
1: and he's the only person to have escaped. And yeah, and he's his,
0: his real yeah sorry yeah and he's... the bit I'm missing. His big <laughs> claim to fame in this character is that he's the only person to ever escape from Alcatraz, and they mm-hmm. need him to break in. And yeah. So that that's the premise of the film, basically. That's a good synopsis. Yeah, absolutely. So, what is it exactly that you love about this film? Well, what I mean, first of all, I think you have to mention it's Nick Cage losing his shit plus Sean Connery being cool as fuck. I I I, I would like to be more eloquent there, but when you have Nick Cage, you know, screaming and shouting in, in Nick Cage ways, and Sean Connery just it's two actors just being themselves almost Mm. in you know they've got they've got these loose characters that they've been given but sean connery gets to be suave and dapper and and you know masculine and be the the you know he's he's the cool guy in the room even though he's like 65 or whatever (laughs) he is at this point and sean and nick cage gets to be loose and nervous and twitchy and he but he gets to do you know, he gets to be like the guy who has all all the brains, and he's sort of he's he's sort of the audience essentially in this film. He's he's their their sort of you know vehicle to be like, well, what would you do in this situation? Well, in this situation, this guy who happens to be a chemical weapon, weapons expert is is very he's not very competent with all the killing and the fighting, but he's very good at. Actually, knowing what the stuff that they're dealing with is, you know, that's he's you know, he says at one point, you know, I'm somebody who you know, I'm that rare person, I'm somebody who loves my job, you know, and that so he has has, his characters. I don't know, how would you describe his character in this, Sam? How would you describe him?
1: Um, I think we're doing a good job there, you know, he's kind of the straight man, but with you know, the nouveau, shamanic, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, um, you know, mannerisms, um.
0: Yeah, it, he's you know yeah. it's definitely a character, isn't it? But it's but it's it's using Nick Cage's uh, screen presence, Through the prism of his
1: personality or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's using that quirk of you know Nick Cage. I would say is somebody who's he's very real. If that makes sense, you know people aren't these cut- We say it like on this podcast, but he's not Cutty cooker, is he? Cutie no, cu- cookie cutter. Cookie he's, <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> 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 he's very. Um, He's, he, you feel like you know that's how I you know it, there's a funny bit when he's about the when he's about to um, go go on the mission and his girlfriend's basically saying but he's not even a good swimmer <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: you know and he's about he's in this wetsuit and he's about to dive underwater and all this crazy stuff and it's a good action movie like it's a solid and, you know the There's not too many, I don't think there's too many special effects in this film. It's got
1: the shootouts, it's got the car chase in San Francisco. I
0: I really enjoy that stuff. It's got some interesting editing, I must admit. Uh, But some of it's really good, some of it's a bit shit, to be frank. But, you know, (laughs) and I've written in my notes here and I've said, basically, I feel like this is still at the point when Michael Bay actually gave a fuck about his characters and yeah. about his characters development cuz both characters who are your leads here have have a journey don't they mm. you know stanley's character becomes you know more competent he survives the whole mission he he sort of um i don't know how would you say you know he becomes more conf- confident cocky whatever you want to call it he's you know he's tested he's 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 tested himself essentially and he's found I
1: suppose that's a sort wanting, of uh, not wanting Jack Reach not Jack, uh, Jack Jack Ryan the Tom Clancy what's his name Jack Ryan
0: oh what uh, the yeah Jack Ryan yeah
1: Jack Ryan yeah that's his kind of role isn't he, it he's kind yeah, of yeah. Like, he's, an analyst, he's a sealed isn't he? agent but he
0: you know, yeah. like John Krasinski. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tests yeah. his metal, and he's and his metal's good. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the sort of and Sean Connery's character gets a little bit of character development with his, him and his daughter, which I think is really. Mm. You know, Michael Bay actually g- gave me a Fields sound, which I was not expecting. <laughs> Felt a feeling, So I was. No. But it's about the it's about the fun dumb one-liners. It's about the fun action. You know, a guy gets shot through a window off a rocket. You yeah. know, onto a pole. Uh, one guy. I mean, I realised watching this yesterday that um, John C. McGinley's character clearly is still alive. Because <laughs> all that happens is he gets his legs burnt, and yeah. then he falls in some water from about 10 foot. He's fine. He's just probably he's just got now, no legs. By my
1: count, it's our third John C. McGinley film. Do you know what the other two are?
0: Point Break and... See, if I knew something, that would be more than nothing, wouldn't it? (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'll give you a clue Uh, if you like. Oh, it's uh, Office Space.
1: Yeah, I am a Michael Bolton fan. (laughs)
0: Yeah, what a great film that is. Um, It's just a classic 90s action film, Mm. basically. Uh, It's got great one-liners. It's actually quite a tense action thriller, because, you know, there there is the bit when they launch the missile and you don't know what's going to happen and then you know even the the two characters are like oh he's launched a missile and then the general dumps it in the water and then there's that sort of that sort of tension between the characters there there's the tension obviously you've got that mid sort of i don't know midpoint action scene when all the marines are killed by the um, by the terrorists i suppose if you want to call them that mm-hmm. um, which you know, again, very tense, very taut. You know, there's a big argument; they're arguing amongst each other. Um, that, it, it, yeah, there, there is. You know, there's this anything with a ticking clock deadline where you've got those sort of threats, and you manage it, you pace it correctly. They're just, they're just enjoyable films because you mm-hmm. you get you buy into the sort of drama. Like and it's only after you've watched it that you go, well, that's a bit stupid or that's a bit dumb. Or that but you're right. Have it takes happened. a lot of those boxes for story structure,
1: doesn't it? Conflict and time uh, pressures and character yeah. arcs and, yeah. and those kind of things.
0: What I think you might not like about this film, Sam, because I don't think you think it, I don't. I think you'll have gone, oh, this isn't a boring, bland man film because it's got two engage. Well, it's got three engaging lead characters because, like, Ed Harris really is. The cool guy when it comes to sort of being that straight military guy. Mm. Although I do feel like the character in this, he's only forty six, I think, at the time he made this film, is Ed Harris. So yeah. I think I think he's playing. He I think he would be a well, he really wouldn't have been old enough to do some of the shit that they say he did. So I think so. <laughs> I think the Vietnam. character's meant to be about fifty rather than. Him I mean, when was the height of the Vietnam conflict? Uh, it was like late mid to late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. It wasn't quite. It so started he, yeah, in so he's basically. I think his wife was born
1: like nineteen fifty, I think, on her tombstone. I think.
0: Is that what it says?
1: Something like that, yeah. So he would have. Maybe it'd have been just like fresh-faced,
0: 18, 16 year sixteen-year-old, or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it could have been like eighteen, but to
1: get the all things, those like purple hearts or
0: whatever. And yeah, it's it's sort of the stuff that he does that I just don't sort of buy into if that makes sense yeah. by the like he'd have to be a he'd have to be in his like early to mid-20s to have done some of those things where yeah this guy was you know he'd have been 13 in 1963 you know is
1: it is it definitely set in 1995 96 yeah well it's pretty
0: much you well she dies she, in 95 so oh, she's clearly been right. dead a while hasn't yeah, she that's and he's been trying for a bit to get the money but yeah, yeah um Something you eat. Look, I think this. I think your enjoyment of this film, mine's obviously based on nostalgia from watching it as a kid, and that's what I. And I think your enjoyment hinges around did the Did you have a laugh at some of the stupid one-liners, or did you, or were you bored and rolling your eyes and you're like, this was terrible? I think the action's not dated too badly, but it's still. You know, there's better stuff out there now because these films come around and people try and improve upon them with different action thing. But I think one thing that Michael Bay sort of lost along his way was he forgot how that action has... You can't just have action for action's sake. And I don't think you get much action for action's sake in this film. But you might disagree. But... Yeah, there's nothing else I can think of, really. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to mention later, which you might have picked up on, which I find kind of funny, but, you know, just little observations that are interesting that I've watched, that that I picked up last night when I watched the film. I think you like this film. I don't, again, I think it's, you don't love it, but I don't think you've had, 25 years to sort of think about it and <laughs> yeah. to watch, I mean I must have watched this must be the 6th or 7th time I've watched it of the years, because mm. it was on like the TV all the time as well, yeah, that's yeah. that's how kind of, I'm curious how you missed it, because it was on telly all the time.
1: I don't know maybe, I don't know what is, yeah, again, yeah a few, you've missed it, but our, a few our films podcast like that, really though. is about, let's try and be film films that you should and and have watched and and on finish. IT that you should yeah. have watched <laughs> on
0: ITV in 1999 yeah exactly, <laughs> and let's
1: encourage the listeners to become film buffs as yeah. well
0: Yeah, I think, Sam, we'll go for a break, and then when we come back, we will have Sam's opinions. What do you think? It's been a long time coming, mate. Long time coming. See you after the break. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the second part of Please Watch This. So, we know what I love about uh, the 90s action adventure thriller film The Rock. Now you're going to find out Sam's opinion on The Rock. So Sam. Here we go. What did you love about The Rock? I think there's lots
1: of things to love about this film. I I like the action concept. It kind of, it's sort of a, it's not a heist movie, but it's it's there's a sort of play in a heist movie where they've kind of got to get in there and and do this thing and get out there. It's a sort of rescue mission really, and I like the having the Sean Connery as the old dog, you know, knows a few tricks, and uh, he is he is brilliant in this, and his character is brilliant in this. The kind of confidence he has with everything, he's a sort of there's almost a nihilism to him. Uh, along with that confidence, isn't there? Um, yeah, and, and he is great, and he looks great, and he's massive. And I heard a phrase in, with acting, which is "big heads book." His head is massive <laughs> <laughs> when he sticks his his head through the um, the one way mirror. It's uh, massive. <laughs> well, that's what they say, isn't <laughs> it? Do About think that's actors. The secret to good actors, just actors have
0: really <laughs> big heads, don't they? Like physically compared. To yeah,
1: them. BHB, big heads book. Yeah. You know, that's that's the that's the rule. Um, yeah, Nick Cage is is great in this. He has a few of those outbursts and those little. Nick Cage yeah. as, um but I think he's also believable as an intelligent um, I wouldn't I don't necessarily believe him as a kind of nerdy chemist but he's not really that. Is easy he's kind of like a, a talented um, chemical super freak but hmm. not. he's not like he's not pushing his, his glasses up his nose he's not a Poindexter character is he he's not a Poindexter yeah exactly um, I quite like I don't know if I'd call it a MacGuffin but I did like the poison Um I think it's a really good weapon to, for a, for the bad guys to have it's not just another bigger explosion um, and I like that there's an antidote and you go well this is Chekhov's antidote isn't it I wonder, I wonder if Nick Cage might have to stab himself in the heart with this, uh, this needle at <laughs> yeah. some point yeah it did
0: uh, it was like if you get near this stuff well he's using that later isn't he you know they might <laughs> exactly, as well say yeah. I promise I'll never <laughs> die <laughs> but
1: but again that's kind of like that's good structure isn't it I think it's a well structured film in that sense that you know this set up uh, set up and payoff kind of element to it um, and the whole idea of well, we'll set up what the stakes are we'll set up what the threat is we'll set up the motivation I think Ed Harris is perfect casting because Ed Harris is so believable as a veteran, mm, um, yeah. and one that is kind of alienated enough and a bit sort of like um, disordered enough, disordered enough to do something. He plays like that this, authority, but he's figure also really
0: well, doesn't he? He's ne-
1: yeah. I don't know if he did serve, but he, I, I would believe that he served because he, yeah. maybe, you know, he's very short back and sides, isn't he? And, yeah. and that kind of thing, or buzz yeah. cut kind of thing. Uh, but also, Ed Harris is so likable that you believe that character would be honourable enough to not go through with it. Yeah. You know that he has both. He's not a he's not a villain. He's not just a villain who's twiddling his mustache. He really has a genuine cause. That it's hard to get behind the the way he does it, but it's not hard to get behind his motivation. And I really yeah. like that. It's it's more complicated than just a Russian. Yeah, a Russian yeah. wants to go in there. And the like say, sort of
0: like Air Force One, for example. Well, I can't even remember yeah. the reason and, that and, that guy wanted to. Take over Air Force One. He's Russian. That was probably, it. He's, his know. character's yeah, exactly Russian and he's evil and yeah. Where this this is yeah. more interesting because he's because he's a he's a man of honor, as they say in the film. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and he's and he's kind of like fighting against his his peers. Yeah, you know, essentially. But he's also injustice. He's, there's a sort of Colonel Kurtz element of this is incredibly decorated, so we have to pay these yeah. respects but Also, he is, you know, a menace <laughs> to South Central. Um, so yeah, he's b- very believable like that. It's a really good adventure soundtrack as well. I, I noticed it was Jerry Bruckheimer uh, who mm. produced it, and there's a lot of Parrots of the Caribbean he kind of numbers. Um, that were you know, seven years ahead there is of the a lot Caribbean.
0: of um, like sort of military esque bands sort of playing. It's it, the music, yeah. the composers on this. So, one is Hans Zimmer. Uh, and right. then there's some other bloke whose name I wrote down just because I wanted to mention Hans Zimmer and I felt it bad to not mention the other guy some guy called Nick Glenny-Smith <laughs> right? I'd never heard of him didn't have a picture on IMDB I'm going to very
1: quickly look up who did the Pirates of the Caribbean because it, it really is I, Pirates of the was that Caribbean. Hans Zimmer? Sure, um, that could have
0: been Hans Zimmer but it could, it could also been, definitely uh, not be yeah, as
1: really well <laughs> so composer number one uh, Klaus Badelt
0: there you go so nothing to do with him
1: don't know no, but it really... Um, and again, I think pretty sure Jerry Prokoma uh, yeah. produced Pirates. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And um, yeah, it, there was just... It was a weird, like... It was a weird... There was a mus- musical number, especially as they're running down the steps, and it was very
0: much like Jack Sparrow's just about to okay. come over the, the Fair horizon. Enough. I <laughs> mean, quite it, it is bombastic, the soundtrack. I wouldn't say it's a classic Hans Zimmer yeah. soundtrack. Like, I... No, I didn't identify as Hans Zimmer at all. But there is a lot of... Um, you know, it's very mid-90s patriotic sort of American music, isn't it? Mm. But more in the parts, yeah. There was
1: a. It's not so much militaristic as just like, yeah, kind of a bouncy adventure number. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I did like a lot of things about it, but I've got to say I didn't like this film as much as I really wanted to or thought I would. So I was talking to my good friend Tom at work, who was a keen listener, so hello, Tom. Um, and he said, you know he felt like he wouldn't have to listen to the episode because he knows what I'd say, he knows I'd say it was quite good but I probably would have liked it more if I saw it when I was younger. And I think probably my my, my impression of it is is less is more negative than that. I do think that this is different to um, Terminators and Point Break and even like Predator hmm. and Commando and Running Man and Total Recall. I think there's, there's two ways of doing silly action and it's either make it really interesting and different like a Paul Verhoeven film like a Total Recall yeah. or a Robocop or make it so silly and camp like Predator and Commando um, and Total I think Recall. this is neither of those I think or Total Recall which is more of the Paul Verhoeven sort of thing and I think the problem with this film is Michael Bay <laughs> I haven't, I, there's no Michael Bay film that I hold close to my heart and it's because so there's that famous story we've talked mm. about in the past on Armageddon and in the commentary Ben Affleck says well I went to him and I said wait a minute you're teaching uh, miners miners? Dr- are they, what, they're drillers? they're oil you, riggers are there.' Yeah, Oil riggers you're teaching them to be astronauts why don't you teach astronauts to, to drill and, and rig and he said something like shut the fuck up and I think that in for me encapsulates I think a pig-headedness that Michael Bayer has which is this film is is stupid but not like oh this is ridiculous stupid just more like he didn't care about those things the, I think the one that really stood out for me was the code name they've got for their for the seals is oh the eagles the eagles have landed the eagles mm. have gone here and it's like wait a minute that was Bill Clinton's code name that as he just heard the phrase the eagle has landed and he goes oh that's what you call people who are on missions that was literally just Bill Clinton not even the president Bill Clinton yeah all, they, all have, they, they all have they all have a code, code name,
0: name don't they or the presidents so in the
1: mid 90s it's like he's gone oh yeah the eagles are in the eagles are in and I thought god like so I I, as you know I teach EPQ like a a big project a research project do you want to explain what that stands for for
0: non-forensies
1: extended project Qualification. so it's an A-level where students just pick a project to do for six to eight months or whatever and they and they do it all at the end. And people can either choose to do an essay, or they can make something, like they could write a short story, they could create a sculpture. And when people make something, they really struggle to show evidence of research. So if you're writing an essay, it's really easy to show evidence. You go, well, 20,000 people did this, here's my source. If you're writing a short story, how do you show the research? They struggle with that. And I try to explain to them every year in many different ways. And I think Michael Bay would struggle to understand... Wait, you do research when you're writing a story. Don't you just think of these thing. What, what do you mean research? Why would I have to do any research? It's like, yeah, he, doesn't, he hasn't done research into what the significance of Eagle is <laughs> on, the, on the command lines or whatever. As what did games. you think to the um, dialogue
0: of this film? Because I felt, for your enjoyment, it very much hung on if you sort of had a... if you uh, like The question, well, more, actually. The real question I have... Is this film self aware of itself enough that it's realised it's doing these cheesy lines and it you no. so you think its tongue's not in its think, cheek? I
1: think I think Michael Bay's I don't think its tongue's in its cheek. No, I think Michael Bay is just enjoying the the thrill of it. It the the I prefer the dialogue when the actors are really good, you know, the Nick Cage and the and Sean Connery type um, back and forth, not so much because of the dialogue but because of the delivery. So if you look at something like Aliens, hmm. that is uh, an action film from from around about this era that I that I do Made I am fond of, even this, though I only watched yeah. it last year. <laughs> you know this this kind of eighties yeah. nineties yeah. action era, um, because fundamentally there's a there's a theme and everything. But yeah, I mean, so like Rodriguez and so on, the, those guys have great banter. <laughs> Is there anyone who's making you a man?
0: No, has you? Has <laughs> taken you?
1: <laughs> Whereas in this film, I didn't really warm to any of the any of the guys at all. I've got a little, a very short clip here to show of what I was really surprised by in this film was at no point did anyone say to some Dexter in English, please. You know, when they said something, I mean, you can't show it to the listeners. No, okay. but you'll hear. Uh, so this is when he says define combat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You ever been in a combat situation? Fine combat, sir. Chat an
1: incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team of US Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets armed with vx poison gas. And, and the camera pans and zooms in on the guy saying that. And I think that is really indicative of... Uh, a writer and a a director who thinks that that's genuinely intelligent, like they're being really complicated, but he's asked to define combat (laughs) and he talks about the very specific mission that they've got.
0: I mean... Like that's not an no, official combat not. one, and
1: also it's just it's one of those where it's like, oh, I'll just be wordier, and the listeners will go, oh, wow, this guy's really well trained, or really smart, but it, all he's saying is an incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team, etc. None of those words are very complicated, and it's a sort of thing where, yeah, again, if some scientist in a lab said it, then a Michael Bay character would say in English, please, and you go, well,
0: that was pretty simple English, <laughs> actually. Do you know? Yeah, Do you know no, I, mean? I felt that that particular bit of dialogue. Is very like I I so one of the, so one of the the criticisms of I have of this film was that people don't speak to like like this in real life. Do you know what I mean? Like no, they just yeah. they don't have like no. I've never been in a situation where somebody would say something like that, the word for word, without having to stop and think about it. You know that guy is clearly. Mm-hmm not acting at that point you know he's just remembering the words of dialogue that he's been asked to say really fast
1: on the other hand i could i could definitely it wouldn't be a problem i don't think yet especially to see militaristic people speaking quickly and militaristically and you know you have there's lots of directors and, and filmmakers who have people saying witty things that you know let's say even the thick of it you know mm. I, I don't dislike the thick of it because
0: people don't think that quickly or no that suppose, that, i know, yeah you know, i suppose well. i see what you mean so did you not so you, did you laugh at this film because there is funny moments in this film like when the guy goes did you, did you like it Asks, I've just one question do you like your haircut you know I know it's kind of it, now oh well that guy that guy what I found
1: offensive about that a, guy was not that he's a camp, yeah, he's stereotype, a camp stereotype but it was the actor wasn't very good they, 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 why did you why did get a real gay camp guy they got a guy who I think is incredibly straight yeah, and right, not camp okay. at all to act camp wow. I thought oh this is you know, like, because that's it's only offensive if you go, look how weird this guy is, and let's get somebody who's not at all like that to, to really badly play that. If you just got, like, uh, who's the guy from Mrs. Stoutfire, you know, his brother in that, or, you know, basically
0: any well, number of very the, camp. We, say, the bir- we watched The John Birdcage, Wars-type there was plenty people. of camp actors yeah, in exactly, there. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, yeah, but then... Yeah, get someone, who's, thing actually, is not, get someone who's actually I'm guessing not gay. Um, Hank Azaria, and he played camp really well in The Birdcage.
1: But he did it really well, yeah. So let's get somebody who's actually camp. I just I just found it completely... Basically, his acting basically. wasn't and good so enough. So it was almost offensive because it was really bad. His acting wasn't good enough. You don't have to get a gay person. Like you say, Hank Azari was
0: really, really convincing. Just get somebody right. who's convincing so it doesn't feel Essentially, like Essentially, it was a bad acting. Camp it was. It, 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 when I watched it back yeah. last night, I was like, oh, that's not age well. That's that character choice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but again, you, you could totally cast someone like that now and just not even empower them, but you just go we're not laughing at how ridiculous they are. They're just a very camp person who, who's making everybody uncomfortable because they're not that like that. Do you know what I mean? You could totally cast RuPaul to do that now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't be offensive because no. they're just being I think, camp, I think the idea, know, idea they were about. going with like, oh, well, let's bring in somebody who's not really macho because all these people, right. have been all acting yeah. tough. Yeah. And ball. he's like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. a stylist and all this and that's, and
1: but, and then again, it's a Michael Bay thing of I know that Michael Bay is going. Oh, this will be funny. We'll get a gay guy to be in the camp. <laughs> you know, like the intention is clear. And it didn't like offend me or anything like that uh, per se. But I just thought, yeah, that was if it wasn't Michael Bay. And I was the same with like. Um, I think sometimes it it does it does change depending on who the filmmaker is because you know prompt, you suspect what's going on in their head and their intention right, of right. Of what they were, where they but that didn't really bother me. It was just more. So, what did you think? What did you think to the action in this
0: film? Did you enjoy the action? Did you enjoy the? It sounds like you enjoyed the premise.
1: I did enjoy the premise. I enjoyed some of the action. Yeah, I thought the car chase had its moments, but I didn't really understand the geography of it, like where people were and where. No, that wasn't the best. It was was more just let's let's show some more cars crashing. There's a few
0: close-ups that I don't remember being that bad. Originally, and they really yeah. do take you out of the action. Like, I was I was sat at one point going, Oh, I've just seen a series of close ups and fast edits. I really, like you said, I really need the geography of this shot. And then they did a long, pa- they, yeah. they, they had a really high angle long shot. And I was like, Oh, thank God for that because I hadn't Scooby Doo what was going yeah. on. Yeah, so it's given a
1: sense of it. I think ultimately, what what's telling is that I don't remember a lot of the action. So I had not watch it last night. I quite liked the, the shootout, like you said, the midpoint sort of the, the Marines getting in, the SEALs getting in, and the, the Marines, they have the higher ground now. Uh, Nailed sort of scene. it. Um <laughs> and, uh, and that was quite good, because again, you had, had Harris was like, stand down, and the guy's like, no, we're going to shoot you. He's like, don't be mad, stand down. He's basically saying, please don't call my bluff on this as a sort of like a... Um, you know, a little what would you call it, like a foreshadowing for the fact that he's going to have his, mm. his bluff called later on as well with the missile. Um, uh, also, another one was like the guy calls uh, Sean Connery's character an English prick, and he says, "Did I tell you my old man was Irish?" Uh, does Michael Bay not know that Sean Connery? Yeah, I Scottish? Thought,
0: well, he says he's from Glasgow
1: in the film, so. Yeah, because but what I mean is like he doesn't—he doesn't correct him. Like he doesn't. I'm hit Scottish. Him and go, I'm from. I'm from yeah. I'm Scottish I, Yeah, yeah. A like weird. I thought that's such an they obvious punchline. They line. did
0: feel like there was a, a line of dialogue from Sean Connery missing there.
1: Yeah, I'm Scottish. And, and did he just fluff his lines and they had to? No, but is he saying I'm Irish, so I hear yeah. English people? And he's like, "Well, I'm not English, so what are you talk? I mean, I know I work for Her Majesty's, I think it would have been, you know, <laughs> I think it would have been
0: better if he'd, as he was killing him, he went. And by the way, I'm Scottish or something like that yeah yeah exactly yeah rather yeah. than than uh, yeah. Uh, yeah than him just,
1: just nothing just, I don't think he, uh, yeah, he was just really yeah it was a b- of opportunity wasn't it's it odd, I'm even
0: surprised Sean Connery didn't say it something really was at the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like does he know I'm Scottish <laughs> yeah. um, also um, well, I, I thought what was really funny was uh, I think it was mentioned by Charlie Day in um, the Always Sunny podcast only a few weeks ago. They're talking about uh, they're talking about things they've seen in films that they'd love to try. Like um, Glenn Howerton said, oh, "I'd love to kick a door in. I want to see how hard that is. I want to, you know, I want to get. I want somebody to get a, a rag full of the chloroform into my face. I want to see how long I can resist <laughs> falling unconscious." Charlie Day was like, "Yeah, I'd love to be blasted clear of danger." <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Like in the rock, like." <laughs> Nick Cage is dead. <laughs> you, get, you can't get thrown clear of the blast by the <laughs> blast. <laughs> That's your skin comes off and your skeleton goes faster than the rest of the yeah, body. I think that
0: happens, doesn't it, right, at the very end to, uh, to uh, Nicolas Cage's character, if memory serves me correctly. And it's a bit of a trope, but it's another one
1: where like, you go, well, Michael Bay doesn't like research, and I can just see him saying shut the fuck up to somebody (laughs) who says well this is a this is a problem with the film and he'd just call me a nerd for pointing that out and it's like well because if you you don't have to you don't have to go through it line by line to to find faults with it so you're taken out whether you want to or not it's not like going through and going well um, he did say that his his code was 7x4b (laughs) you know you don't have to do that you go wait no he's dead like you know it's not hard to find a flaw with it so it completely takes you out of it Take sure of the action. I mean
0: like some of the stuff I've put that I I found kind of a little bit funny is um, you know the Marine commander should have surrendered instantly. Michael Bean's character should have yeah. just been, yeah, we've lost this fight. I'm not Yeah, yeah, so I'm, not, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm uh, not <laughs> We're surrendering, we're, we're, we've we lost, we don't have the tactical advantage here you know, yeah. you've got three guys underneath you know, at that point you've still got several hours until the um... well, that's another
1: funny thing actually, like, after they send people to try and kill Ed Harris it's still 52 minutes to deadline why are you sticking to a deadline? They send people to kill you, like, <laughs> you don't have to stick to this 4 hour deadline, they made their they, they played their hand <laughs> also, they
0: go to get in at the um at the, the shower room, right? But then um mm. but then Sean Connery and Nick Cage both just go to the morgue. And no one's like <laughs> and there's people guarding the morgue but There's two blokes. They could have killed two blokes, you know, like like the special forces guy and the guy who can't, who's clearly bad at. I do like the bit in that tunnel though, where where they're having the conversation. He's like, "You've got to convince him to help," and he's like, "He's got all the guns now." Yeah, that's that's what I like about this film. It's those kind of things like that. That they just in some action films you just don't get these sort of this dialogue and these. I. I, the dialogue in this film isn't good, but it's it's sort of so bad it's good dialogue because of the fun, the silly jokes. So, are
1: there, are there moments of well? That's I mean, what uh, makes maybe this is where out, it falls down for me in terms of yeah, in terms of I don't have the nostalgia for it um, because I have, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, without doubt, if I'd have seen this when I was younger, I would like it a lot more than I like yeah. it now. Yeah, without doubt. But it's just it's just that, and maybe that's just the difference. But I do think it's Michael Bay. You know, I think if this was Commando and I was watching mm. it for the first time, which is much stupider than this film, I think I would still watch it and appreciate it more than yeah. I appreciate
0: this film. Well it I is think. a it does have a special I, I prefer this film over Commando, if I'm being honest. I prefer this film over uh, I I I don't know if which I prefer between this and Con Air. I really like both of those films. They're both they're both mm. very similar as well, I think, in terms of their and Connor, I'm just gonna
1: look up the director I, of I Connor. Can't remember who who it was. Was I don't
0: think it's anyone who's done anything. Simon yeah, West. I don't think it's anyone who's done anything yeah, significant um, other than that. Um, where I don't I've seen Face Off a few a couple of times, but I've not gone and watched it in the last 15, 16 years. I think the last time I watched Face Off I would have been sixteen mm. or something. Because I don't know I just don't like that film as much as I like and I've not watched Gone in 60 Seconds in, since it came out really I've seen it once or twice before
1: and that's like a sort of yeah that's like I really like that because I watched that a lot when I was 13, yeah. 14 you know and it's kind of got cars and sexy women and it's a bit of yeah. a kind of Fast and yeah, the Furious yeah. kind of thing early Fast and the Furious um, do you want to know Simon West's greatest contribution to our on, culture then. He was the director for the music video Rick Astley, "Never Going to Give You Up." And then he went on to make. Well wow, rest. that
0: guy's a man of man of wealth and taste. Truly, a so spoiler. so so. Did you like? So I'm not entirely. I I'm, I don't think you liked this film, did you? In the end, ultimately. Ultimately, hmm. no. Well, that's a shame. Um,
1: no, I can I can I can sort of appreciate. I can totally appreciate why why you would. Um I wonder what I'd feel about Bad Boys now if I watched it for the first time. I think if I watched it today I'd, I'd basically be watching it for the first time because it has been mm. 20 years or more since I saw it. Um and I think I do think ultimately it's Michael Bay. I think when you're a child or a young teenager you don't see the problem mm. with Michael Bay films. But then when you grow up you do. But it, the the theme right from our first ever episode was if you watch a film when you're younger you'll appreciate it more than if you watch it Yeah, a movie, yeah, fair enough, right. fair enough.
0: Um so, I'm guessing you don't... Well, let's move on to favourite scenes, favourite lines, and favourite shot then. So, Sam, what was your favourite scene of this film? Mm. I really liked the
1: interrogation interview deal with the Sean Connery... What's Sean he's called character John Mason. Called? John Mason, that's right. Um, yeah, I liked the... the you call, I mean, it's like an interrogation room, isn't it? They're trying to get him to sign the yeah. deal and, and so on. And you basically... He's figuring... He's figuring them out, and they're figuring him out. And he's sat there with his long mm. hair, and um, his grunge yeah, you thing. get a real sense of this character. Yeah, his grunge thing. I thought it was good. I thought the dialogue there was good and kind of playful, mm. and um, mm. and a bit silly. And and he takes it very ironically. So I think by far that's
0: my favorite yeah. scene. I wait. I'll wait uh, I really like just the bit when they. I really like the bit when they first go get into the rock, and. Um, <laughs> And Sean Connery goes through the steam engine, um, piston turbine thing, and the fire, and then he just he goes through it, rolls through it because he's remembered this thing from thirty odd years ago, and then he—it's
1: um... so funny that he doesn't tell. No, them No, he didn't how to tell them, it. and then they all think he's <laughs> abandoning
0: abandoned them, and then he mm. just opens the door and goes, welcome to The Rock. And it's such a badass movie <laughs> scene. It's, that's the, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like a one-liner from a you know, like from a Stallone or, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger yeah. film, you know, what's like, I lied, you know, that sort of, you know, welcome
1: to <laughs> The Rock. Consider it
0: a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. you know, my favourite um, yeah. You know, this kind of, just this moment of... <laughs> I am a badass motherfucker. Here's me being a badass motherfucker. Um, yeah, come on, you pussies. He, he, I think he enjoys the adulation and the he enjoys a mic. That drop, is a micro moment, isn't it? That's just like, yeah. Th- I told you I was good. <laughs> you know, this here's the proof of <laughs> pudding. Um, again, it's weird. The action in this is good, but there's no one sequence that kind of raises it above. Anything that I haven't, you've not, I've not seen before. If that makes sense,
1: yeah. I feel the final action sequences. I genu, I genuinely am struggling to remember what happened. I also find it odd that like the climax is almost Nick, as uh, Stanley Goodspeed killing that Richard Farley looking guy. You know, the, from Dragons Den, Richard Farley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looks exactly yeah. like yeah. Richard Farley. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. because some, somehow that's the climax of. So he's the big boss. And, you know, he kills him and then, you know, injects himself. And I think he should really be killing ed harris last or he should, well you know, i think it didn't really I think, culminate i think in the a problem you've got with satisfying. ed
0: harris's character is he's he is ultimately a man who's tr- does these horrible things for the right reasons although i would say as soon as that he kills those marines he's maybe beyond the pale if that makes sense yeah um, yeah i think yeah. he's
1: although to be, to be fair he doesn't call for
0: them to no no it just someone knocks a rock off and it starts and he says yeah he he's is like, screaming and I know they've tried um, to, and I think I think the fact that he gets portrayed in the end is a better decision but I think you could I think that final yeah. scene you could do differently. <clears throat>
1: there's just something more climactic it's about a shame it. that there isn't than that and obviously really the climax is him calling yeah. off the strike or, or rather getting blasted clear yeah. blasted clear yeah, <laughs> blasted <sexy>. clear,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it any other way now um, yeah so this film is littered with great lines honestly I could have been here all night reading them all out but what's yeah. your, what was your favourite line in the film
1: my favourite bit of uh, Nick Cage's new verse, shamanicism was when he was when he says, "What do you say we cut the cut the chit cut the chit chat?" A <laughs> hole, you know. He like just brings out. He just delivers that line. There's no one on the planet who would expect the it fact that he videos.
0: says a hole as
1: well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not even asshole or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really good, and and I think my favorite um, John Mason line was the uh, now WarMac.
0: You're between the rock and a hard case. Yeah, why did he say hard? Oh, case Oh no, that was not his
1: line. Wait, is it? It's, is it?
0: Because yeah, case. that like, was. I think he fucked that. I think they fucked that in the dialogue because it's a rock and a hard place, isn't it? That Mick. Make... No, no, but that's the
1: that's the pun. The rock and the hard
0: case. I, he's a hard I still case. think a hard place would have been funnier. Um, yeah I, I was sat there going did he say kiss <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah. hard kiss yeah that's so there's so well. many great lines in this film but the one that i really love or the bit of, the bit of back and forth is um it's where mason goes to him as they're about to go into i think the morgue and he goes and he just says he goes are you sure you're ready for this and stanley says i'll do my best and john mason goes your best losers always whine about their best winners go home and fuck the prong queen <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he does have a good, a good few lines uh by the way i've just found a three second clip here good, what do you we cut the
0: <laughs> uh, very yeah, 90s yeah very, yeah, line, yeah. any
1: other lines that you enjoyed you know, I didn't write many down. Uh, so but you're right, there, are, there are some very good films in it. So give, give oh, me a few more of um, your films.
0: I'll take pleasure in gutting you boy. <laughs> and then the fact that he then says it <laughs> in the prison cell, <laughs> like, several times. Yeah,
1: That does remind me, actually, I watched, I watched Django this week
0: uh, when he says, I-, I like the way you die, yeah, boy. Um, Django Unchained is such a good Another film. one's oh. really great when another, uh, like, back and forth between Nicolas Cage's character and um, he's called Captain Darrow so he's an actor called Tony Todd who's um, you might have seen him he's uh, the original Candyman but he's yes, but yeah. to a Star Trek fan like myself, he's he's uh, he's oh, he's several characters in Star Trek. At some, at, he's like a guest star right. in a lot of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, he's, yeah. there's a, honestly, there's a <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's an episode where he plays an older version of one of the main cast, and it's heartbreaking. Honestly, yeah, oh, it's yeah, yeah, but I sort but, of but yeah, so but um, <laughs> where you know when they're basically so so um. Good speed has got the, got the, the, the toxic stuff, uh, He's you know, the little pearl thing, and then um, but he's kind of like dancing around in the lighthouse with Darrow, well not dancing, but moving around trying to avoid him, and he's like, come here, come here, you little chicken shit, and he's like, you shoot me, I drop this, we're both dead, and he puts his gun away and he goes, come, come on, come on, don't be scared, I won't hurt you, come on, and be S- 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 holds it up and goes, do you know how this shit works? And Darrow, just why would you say this? But it's such a funny line, he just goes, pulls out his combat knife and goes you know how this shit works and he's like like, it was great Um, I've been watching that Disney Plus's Moon Knight series recently and it's actually quite good but there's a bit where he's trying to interrogate slash fight these uh, Egyptian men and one of them pulls out a knife and it it does like a close-up on the man and he licks the knife but as he's licking it (laughs) as he's licking it um, what's his face Uh, Oscar Isaac's character just punches him in the face (laughs) and it's really (laughs) funny (laughs) so it's just stuff like that um and then when he goes on to be like, oh, you know the uh, Elton John song, uh, you know, uh, Rocket Man. He goes, oh, Rocket Man. Like, that's I so like, but also, like shit. wasn't the
1: like, wasn't weren't they there to stop the rockets being fired? How did he know it wasn't going to like actually destroy San Francisco? <laughs> yeah.
0: He goes, Yeah, I'll set off well, the rocket. Well, it's got rocket. no guidance chip, hasn't <laughs> like, He's taking the guidance chip out of that point. Yeah, but. So it's, so just yeah, I mean, it could have landed. It, it that... still could have killed people. <laughs> I mean, they're facing yeah, something. it's only Francisco. a couple of miles in in the ch- of that channel, but yeah, you know, again, you're thinking logically about this film. That's it. I mean, I'm not even. I was barely thinking. I mean, this is seems... what I meant. tactically. This seems naive. <laughs> this is what I meant to mention earlier, though, as well. Um, so, first of all. Those, oh yeah, I said those Marines, they should have just surrendered. The second thing I did notice was the president going, I have to make hard choices, this is a hard choice, and he's like, it's a hundred million, pay the fucking money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot of money, although I suppose they do have the we don't negotiate with terrorists but, thing, I think that's what it is. But, it's but not a lot of money. tell the it, media,
0: you don't, just, you know, use some of that hundred million just to pay off the people who got abducted by terrorists. You know, what, you've got to keep about 150 people so kind of, you know, this can come out years later, it's fine if it comes out 15 years later yeah, yeah. when you're you the dead or 90, you know, if, you know, and it's three terms ago. You know, or you lie and say, oh yeah, we, um, we captured them or some shit, just a hundred million. That's nothing to Americans
1: for the sake of not killing San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I think it was, even if it was just for the hostages and like at the end of the day, Hummels, like, let's be honest, Hummels is right. There is no, I am in no point at this film where you're like, yeah, no, that guy's wrong. He, obviously his actions once he takes hostages yeah not a great idea yeah. but he's yeah, yeah. not wrong <laughs> and that is yeah. fundamentally yeah, exactly. hilarious um, but yeah <laughs> like I said I mentioned that line earlier like he doesn't even swim and she's like you know when she's like I'm Catholic and you know uh, <laughs> she you know, like I said, do, do you like your haircut and all this shit? And, you know, did they take Picasso's paintbrushes away? <laughs> Silly shit like I that. I did quite like, I, what I quite liked was when
1: um, the, the, the bad guy, I can't remember the, guy, the guy's name but he's looking for um, John Mason's body, he's like, oh it was yeah. vaporised. He's like, bodies can vaporise? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well aren't you an experienced military general? Well, loader, the like, of,
0: <laughs> you should know that bodies can vaporise. He's the vaporize. director of the CIA, isn't he, Womack? Yeah. yeah, you'd think that
1: you'd you know, growing up in a nuclear age, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I do like his—he's kind of like
0: I want to see his oh, body. Body's oh, so your criticism is that he just. You, he, do, you, you can't believe that well, man quite, in his I like fifties like or sixties can't believe that body's yeah, been yeah in, in, in an age of the but yeah.
1: well, he would have been alive on the air almost jobs sort of thing yeah, yeah yeah
0: when people were burnt into the into the <laughs> uh, the street yeah. it, into shadows in Nagasaki and Hiroshima but yeah, I thought it was terrible. a funny
1: line you know just because yeah. he really he really belies his desperation there to see John Mason's body.
0: There are there are a lot of lines. I, I, I'm not going to sit here all night because I don't want to be on. This yeah, go tell me
1: Quotes, you'll you'll be fine. Yeah,
0: though. you can see them yourself. You've watched the film. That it, it, I find it. I enjoy the the bad. To it's bad, but there also is. There, great you, you, you're right.
1: You're right. There. There are some good. You. There are some.
0: They're just singers. They're just funny, silly lines that you just just don't expect in the film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, f- and even Ed Harris gets some decent lines. You know, when he's his um, his XO or whatever goes to. F- he phones the um, the he phones the government up and he asks for that general and he's going I'm ordering you to um, you know I'm ordering you to to put that phone down as a superior officer and then he's not hanging up and then he goes um, I'm asking you as your oldest friend oh, to put yeah. the phone down and then he's like I've got a man with holding a gun to your head who's telling you to put the <laughs> yeah. phone down and he puts the phone <laughs> down he's like and then the guy goes oh I thought you weren't going to kill anyone he goes I'm warming up yeah yeah yeah
1: that was quite a good line.
0: Yeah, like you don't need to put these lines in this film, but they're there. Yeah, and that's why I like. And that's it. what
1: these. That's what these. That's what these action
0: movies are for. The, the zingers. Yeah, yeah. Right, Sam. I think it's time we have a quick break, and then. Oh, after shot! The break, favorite we... shot. Oh shit! Shot. Doesn't yeah. Favorite shot. God. Oh well, there's lots to pick from. This. You go for your favorite shot first.
1: I think the one that stands out and will stand out is probably when uh, Stanley Goodspeed has the flares. I right, think there's a okay. couple of good shots with you know with that it's, it stands out like yeah. like a good flare shot like the Batman does you know it's just a good shot
0: yeah flares work on the screen for some reason yeah it? yeah um, I would say my favorite uh, shot of the film the one on the Marine who falls down the hole and dies gets headshotted great shot. First time, boom, right in your head. How many? No, times are gonna do that to say,
1: <laughs> Is it going to be every week or just every time yeah, we have? A, we every have time someone gets shot, yeah, every Come time on. we do a film, it's it a favorite shot. shot of the film. Yeah. I'm now <laughs> but, showing Hugh the shot with the flares. Yes, yeah, that, that very, very is pretty. that is
0: the that is the best shot. It yeah. is a beautiful shot, isn't it? It is. It's, it's it's very. And you know, if you had seen this film, that would have been that you would have in your mind. Yeah, eye just Google the rocket film
1: flares, so you don't get a picture yeah. of Dwayne Johnson wearing flares. Or um,
0: fighting Ric Flair. <laughs> fighting Ric Flair, yeah. Make sure you spell yeah. Flair's right. <laughs> Which could happen, could happen. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, so I pre-empted it, but now I'm arrived at eventually gonna it eventually again. You're going to commit to now. I'm going to commit to the bit now, Sam. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go for a quick break when we get back. We're going to find out the critics' response to The Rock. We're going to find out Sam's rating to The Rock. And then we're going to find out what film will pr- proceed The Rock. Hello, and welcome back to the third and final part of this week's thrilling episode of Please Watch This. That's what we're called. (laughs) That's what we do. Uh, So, Sam, would you like some critical responses to The Rock? Uh, Yes, please. And um, I think we've missed him over the last couple of months, but uh, who do you think we're going to get in to do our first critics? Well, it's probably going to be Roger Ebert. it is indeed it is going to be old and a quick quick
1: shout out to to Joe for buying me a book Roger Ebert's great movies it's a wonderful read Uh, it's a lot of just films he's loved and I would
0: recommend it to anybody lovely stuff go get that available where you get books from Um, so Roger Ebert says the Rock is a fir- first-rate slam-bang action thriller with a lot of style and no little humor. It's made out of pieces of other movies, yes, and much and sorry, and not much in it is really new, but each element has been lovingly polished to a gloss. He goes on further to say, director Michael Bay Um, orchestrates the elements into an efficient and exciting movie with some big laughs, sensational special effects sequences and sustained suspense. And it's interesting to see how good actors like Connery, Cage and Harris can find a way to occupy the centre of this whirlwind with characters who somehow manage to be quirky and convincing. There are several identikit Hollywood action stars who can occupy the centre of chaos like this, but not many can make it look like they think they're really there. Watching The Rock, you really care about what happens. You you feel silly later for having been sucked in, but that's part of the ride. And how many? What do you think he gave (laughs) them? Well, he famously gives
1: star ratings out of four. That sounds to me like a three, maybe a three point five.
0: Yeah, three and a half yeah, stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he. I think he liked it. I think he. I don't think he thought there was anything new in it, but I think he enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, when I dislike
1: like a film like this, I feel like I'm being Gene Siskel to to your Roger Ebert. You know, because he just he does like yeah. enjoyable fun <laughs> cinema, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, and I think he would have maybe watched this and gone back and been even nicer to it as the years have gone on because I think it probably I think you just you never know when it comes to weird action films or films in general you don't know what's going to hit the zeitgeist and stick around yeah. do you you know what I mean and carry on I mean look how many Fast and Furious movies they yeah. made you know from an, ob- an, an objectively bad film <laughs> there's <laughs> no know, logic it, in is there really <laughs> no like how that becomes the film but yeah there you go right However, I do have a review from uh, Destin Howe in the Washington Post, who was a bit more maybe your a, bit time. a bit oh a lot sooner. <laughs> uh, Close to the end of The Rock, Sean Connery says to Nicholas Cage, I suppose all this will make a great bedtime story to tell your kid. He's dead wrong. The action picture in which Connery and Cage try to prevent a squad of psycho marines from bombing San Francisco with nerve gas is the nastiest thing anyone could inflict (laughs) inflict on a child. Even for adults, the movie's a violent, intoxicated, far-fetched, morally corrupt drama that sinks like, well... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, <a> <laughs> um, hack director Michael Bay <laughs> Spot on whose there. single stellar credit is Bad Boys deserves special mention for his production team's nauseating close-up shots annoyingly frenetic editing and a bevy of tedious familiars Familiarities from those uh, clattering digital titles, as in 15 Hours to Deadline. To a San Francisco car chase that leaves uh, an incendiary heap of destroyed automobiles, upset fruit carts, and one overturned streetcar. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I kind of agree with both of those reviews. (laughs) It is. They're both... In a way, they're both right. It's weird, isn't it? I think... I think... I think it's... Again, time has probably been kinder to this mm. film than. But some equally, of those 80s now we know what films. Michael
1: Bay is. I feel like it's
0: turned. That's to the, the problem more, isn't it, yeah. You know, um, I think it shows that this is the kind of film he can make where he cares about his characters. Everything's not loud, smashing, and banging, and he's not. You know. I don't know, he's just, like, a, I, apparently this ambulance film that came out recently is not very uh, good Yeah,
1: I do love Jake Gyllenhaal, Holder. Not as much as Sarah, but uh, quite a lot.
0: Shout out to Sarah over at Popcorn Chat on YouTube. Uh, right, okay, so, the only critic I care about, though, Sam, ultimately, uh, is yourself. So, tell me, Sam. Tell me, tell me, tell me. How many shots from underwater looking at fireballs and flames out of ten would you give this
1: film? <laughs> I mean, anyone would have predicted that would be a rating system. It's gone up by one in our conversation, because I think what I hadn't really given it credit for were the witty lines. It's gone up from a five to a six, in my estimation.
0: I okay, so solid, but not spectacular. Yeah. yeah. I, will, I, probably won't I do hope listening. it's a film that grows on you over the Clearly. years, personally. Maybe. I feel like... I feel like you've got love for these kind of dumb action films from the eighties and nineties, and I think this is definitely in that wheelhouse. Um, and I feel like, yeah, maybe Nick Cage. Nick Cage is, is Nick Cageiest. No, there's like say, maybe he is what in like a maybe like a Snake Eyes or a, or a Face Off, but yeah. he's he's still he's still in or Conair, but he's still definitely prime Nick Cage Absolutely. here. I feel right. So. We know what you think of this film now, but what I really want to know, Sam, is did you pay attention and can you answer all five I'm questions really on the quiz? I'm really
1: absolutely terribly at this. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, you did text me about ten o'clock last night, going, "I'm just about to watch the film because I've been too busy watching the Johnny Depp." It trial, was amazing. So, it oh, was. It was absolutely yeah.
1: gripping cinema, but really happened. <laughs> Honestly, <With laughs> real yeah, people. It was gripping. Yeah. It really
0: was. Yeah. So. You know, if you're listening to this in the future, oh my God, can you believe the oh outcome? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, question one then, Sam. How many tours of Vietnam did General Hummel do? Uh,
1: three. Yeah, yeah
0: good <laughs> no. guess. Now, just guess. Yeah. Just guess. I, st- I still feel like you shouldn't get that, fair <laughs> I don't enough. deserve that, do I? <laughs> there you go. Uh, what year was John Mason imprisoned? They do say
1: it. Oh, well, I know when he broke out,
0: um, that's not the question. <laughs> what year was that then? 1962. I think. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> you've you've just again walked into the right answer <laughs> of the question. So I'd say he broke out in uh, 1966 obviously. I think he broke out in wasn't it 78? I, 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 I just don't know. Or 76. I think he broke out in 76. Because 20 years of, ago, is that the same? It's yeah, cuz his daughter's about 2021, 20, isn't she? Right. But anyway. Also, yeah. her, her best, her, her, the daughter and the best friend, why, why, are, why are they models? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I want to be in your life. Also, are you eating right? It's sort of weirdly like, oh, looking she's a little pretty thin. sexy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> See that, boys? <laughs> okay, okay, question three then. What concert did Mason meet his daughter's mum at? Led Zeppelin. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yes well done Thanks. Uh where was the last rocket being kept what part of the rock was it oh um, where are they fighting
1: in the I mean I don't know in the guards quarters yeah but where was it
0: it's in the lower lighthouse in the
1: lower lighthouse yeah you could have given me all that but on it's that. But, you,
0: but I would have given it to you if you'd said uh, lighthouse. Well, I wouldn't have got that Because it, it is a quite, you know, it does show you a big lighthouse. <laughs> it does, establishing to be fair. Yeah. shot and they are walking around in a circle and he goes out of the lighthouse. But no, <laughs> it's fine. fine, don't worry about it. You see it prominently throughout the film. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, question five. Uh, what is the name of the nerve gas? Well, it's always just VX, but was it something like Serin or something like that? No, you've got it right. Yeah, it's just v, it's just some media, media bullshit, bullshit for the film, VX. isn't it? Yeah. VX Gas. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't think it's real. I, I was going <laughs> to Google not. it. But I hope it is one of those things that hasn't been invented <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> to be honest. And then, bonus question, did you notice the secret Jesus? The secret Jesus,
1: as opposed to the yeah. uh, very out... Towards
0: Jesus. Yeah, he's a secret Jesus in this. I don't think you actually see him on screen. I think you just hear his voice, but he is credited <laughs> in this film.
1: Then definitely not. No. No.
0: Nope. So uh, Jim Caviezel, right, yeah, him oh, Jesus fame. Uh, see, it, of Jesus <laughs> fame, is one of the pilots at the end of the film. <laughs> okay. But I think you know, I think he's the might be even be the one who's like, oh no, I. St- Oh, I don't yeah. know what he says because it's an American film I shot so my wand <laughs> yeah <That was> <laughs> something like that yeah so I was curious if you noticed no, Secret Jesus no I didn't notice Secret Jesus no I just saw him in the credits and I was like or not in the credits in in the um, when I was scrolling through IMDB and I have like scrolled right to the end yeah. to see because oftentimes in films from like the 90s you get yeah. famous actors playing quite yeah, minor yeah. roles so I was wondering if there was any because I think um one of the one of the soldiers is it, Bakim? Oh, I can never remember his surname. He's just literally been in Morbius as one of the main characters oh in that. God. Film. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, yeah, one of those. Who's the who's your face? You know his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So. Oh, I do know who you mean. I actually, because I was
1: like. He's, I thought yeah. I'd, I recognized him from somewhere else, but I did recognize him from fifteen other things. Bukem Woodbine. Yeah, never, I,
0: oh no, sorry, he's not in Mor- Was he in Morbius recently? But yeah, he was in something, and I, I actually no, looked up his idea. He's IMD in Halo. And he... Halo at the minute. He's in Halo. He's quite good mm. in that. That's quite. That's an all right show. It, they've they've really nailed the look of Halo down. Actually, it's quite. I'm actually rather impressed at how how true to the. Game I don't know is. anything
1: about it. I'll be honest. I also never That's don't really know much about the the, uh, the game.
0: I'm you haven't so. played the games. You have played just the games once for there an hour. Go, yeah,
1: no, no, I have no relationship with it.
0: Fair enough. There you go. So yeah, you got some of those right. Got some of them yeah. wrong. Um, Surprisingly, I think, one, I think you got three out of five. Two. I think you got four, four out of five. five Actually. <laughs> yeah, one on a guess. One on a wrong <laughs> answer, but turned out to be the right answer. But I was generous and gave you it right. You just didn't get the lighthouse. Fantastic. And obviously, I wasn't awarding points for Secret Jesus because <laughs> uh, Jesus would give points well, to everyone, so I would have to everywhere. get a point as well. He is, his points are everywhere, Sam. So you had them, you already had them in your heart. <laughs> um, right, well, that was The Rock. Any final observations? Anything you want to mention before we move on to the next film? Well, uh, just uh, you know, to, to,
1: to echo what you said about, you know, this is there's flashes of the, the Nick Cage uh, moments, but not maybe as much as we've seen in the film like Face Off. And that leads me nicely to
0: my answer to your next question oh yes so what film will be will we be watching next we're week we're gonna watch so?
1: the iconic 1988 film vampires kiss starring
0: Nicolas cage what do you Ooh. know about this film hugh so we basically we decided off air we're gonna have a bit of a nick cage yeah, season bit of a loving uh, we we had a we had a recommend we had the um, listeners recommend didn't yeah. we sort of thing before we went off air for a bit so this one's uh that we're gonna do some nick cage films which i am yes. all for. um and it means I can play the not the bees uh, <laughs> sound uh, from time to time. Um, I've known nothing about this film other than I think Nick Cage dresses as a vampire in it or something. Well, someone's um, look forward to because he is of course yeah. dressing as a vampire isn't there recently. A, he's in a Dracula. isn't there a film that he's isn't there a film he's making at the moment where he's, he's dressing a Dracula as a vampire, type character? But. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's but it's been filmed in black and white, so the it's when the mad, pictures that have come out of colours, him on set yeah. we yeah, it's the colours to stand out, so it's like weird greens yeah. and odd greys and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I know nothing about this film. Good. And you'll recognise some uh, of it from memes
1: uh but other than that Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, I think Is it the one where he's crazy yes. face, Nick Cage? Yeah. Is it the original yes, the crazy, crazy face?
1: Yeah. Like you don't yeah. say so face. it's
0: yeah, yeah. It's the um, so this is maybe a is this is, is this before um, raising Arizona. This is
1: eighty. Yeah. I think raising Arizona was eighty seven. So it's just after. I Thought that was eighty eight or eighty nine. I think it's eighty seven, and this is eighty eight. Um, but uh, it's in the, very much in that era. So you know, I'm looking forward to definitely it. around that time. It's been isn't a while. It? It's been a minute since I saw this film. So I'm looking forward to to revisiting. And again, listener, go go watch Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and give. They give Nicolas Cage some love. He, he just he's, he's too good for this world. So Hugh, thank you for uh, introducing me to this important part of culture. How can the listeners get in touch if they want to tell us their favourite Nicolas Cage performance?
0: Well, what they need to do, Sam, is they need to in they need to get onto an elite team of seals that are going to infiltrate some sort of national. Does it have to be a crack team? It definitely crack, has to be right, a crack, crack team. Elite. Not a crap Not a crap team. Crack, crack team. Yeah. Crack Crack is the the operative word yeah. here, I feel. Um, they need to get onto a crack team of elite marine soldiers, or they're sailors technically, aren't they? Um, <laughs> they need to get onto one of those teams, and from there they need to infiltrate some sort of secure facility, and while they're at that facility, just use the computer right. then. Right, be, right, be right one and around if they got on the computer, it's unlikely to be how would non- they get in touch with us? Uh, so what they would have to do is they'd have to contact us by the email uh, at http <laughs> <laughs> colon forward slash forward slash <laughs> although that's more of a web no, address um, isn't it an email address <laughs> it is more of a web address you're right I mean, you know you what, you know what you've me. got me there <laughs> you? do you know what you've completely completely destroyed this whole <laughs> I premise think that was your fault. Uh, joke That. yeah I think I, I think I tried too you hard did. didn't I I you think really that was a problem it. I did uh, it's at please watch
1: at gmail.com fantastic com. we're also available on the socials mostly Twitter and now TikTok, and we are at Please Watch Pod on both those platforms. We're also on Instagram. I'm now posting more on Instagram because when I make a TikTok video, you can then put oh, it, on it on Instagram. On Instagram, then it looks like I'm
0: yeah, relevant. amazing. We, you know, tell no the listeners on more Instagram about how the, on the, the sausage is made, more on the, <laughs> the TikToks. But yeah, uh, well, Instagram was like ten years old at least is, now, isn't yeah, you know, it? That's the kids aren't playing on Instagram yeah, anymore. Why that was TikToks. Yeah, that you was for people. Our age <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so
1: Sam, that's all that needs to be said. Listen, listen, Hugh. That's all that needs keep, to be keep, said, isn't keep it? Rocking listener, keep looking at the skies in the free world. And yeah. uh, we'll talk at you next week for Vampire's Kiss. Yeah.
0: Bye. Bye.